0: Welcome to the podcast where beast mode meets manifesting goddess. If you're ready to become the energetic match for all of your desires and start achieving from a place of joy and expansion, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy coach, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care, And together, we are going to Slay and Thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. I hope your May is off to an incredible start and that you are feeling motivated. More importantly, you have momentum, as we talked about in the last episode. And I am really looking forward to bringing you the next three episodes. They were all powerful lessons that came to me in a very concentrated form over a short period of a few days. Just a little bit of context, these three episodes were actually inspired by some very real struggles I was having during my unexpected vacation week. Uh, That was the third week of April. I don't know if it was just a result of some certain things coming up as we'll dive into shortly or if I just had (laughs) way more time on my hands than I usually do um, because I hadn't made plans to go and do outings and go on vacation. So I just kind of stayed home. I was in the middle of editing My next book in the Pacific Heat series, but I finished that on Tuesday, which meant there were still lots of days left. So I might have just had some time to be more contemplative and figure out what was working and what was was not working for me. One of the things I really aim to do with this podcast is make it as helpful for my listeners as possible and I know just from listening to lots of podcasts myself and being a bit of a podcast junkie, what I find the most helpful is when my favorite podcasters share guidance and wisdom that's really grounded in their own personal experience, because it makes it that much more tangible and that much more relatable. So these are personal examples I'm sharing that were powerful to me And I also know they are universal lessons. So if I gained so much from these upcoming ideas and these takeaways, I know that others will as well. And that's really the goal of any episode I put out there for you. Today, we are talking about what to do when you don't want to do the work again. Has anyone ever felt that experience of feeling like you've solved a problem or overcome a challenge or done the work to get yourself into a certain place. And then all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I have to do this again. What happened? What went wrong? And this can be anything. This can be weight that comes back or old eating habits that resurface. It can be debt that returns after you've busted your butt to pay it off. It can be old relationship patterns that you thought you had gotten rid of years and years ago and all of a sudden you're reacting like you did when you were 20 or 25. I have personally experienced all of those. Maybe you've already thrown everything but the kitchen sink At a particular challenge, whatever that challenge might be to you. You've used all the tools. You've seen the coaches, the counselors, the therapists. You've done all of the strategies that you know how to do. And then all of a sudden, it feels like something's changed. You feel like maybe you've backslid or have to go back and double down and do the same work over again, whether that's repaying the debt, or re-losing the weight, or whatever it might be. And what's this going to create? It's going to create frustration. It's going to create exasperation. Like, oh, this again? I seriously am back in this spot? That is immensely frustrating, and we can feel exasperated, maybe even angry with ourselves. We can feel impatient with ourselves. And alongside that is going to be this worry that maybe we haven't changed as much as we thought we had. And then we also might have this fear that this challenge, whatever it's going to be, is always going to come back and we're going to have to do this work over and over again for the rest of our lives. Because that's been our reality up to this point, right? So this actually came up for two different ways in me. So we're going to talk about doing the work again on a micro level and then on a macro level. And just for a little bit of context, because I want to be real and authentic, even when honestly some of this stuff is challenging to talk about because I'm not sharing my highlight reel. I'm sharing my very real struggles and where I'm still figuring things out. So personally, I've set this goal to finally take my weight loss and health goals the rest of the way. And I have this recurring pattern, or I have had this recurring pattern, where I will get very close to a particular milestone. And one of two things happens at that time. One, I start to double down and just... Make way more changes and like push harder because I'm so determined to break past this milestone because I make it this enormous deal. So, when that happens, that's inherently stressful. When we suddenly get really attached and rigid and controlling about something, our body's going to go into fight or flight. And when we're in that place, Even if we're doing all the right things, our body is going to hold on to weight or sometimes even gain it back. Again, even if we're eating well and exercising. And then when that happens, at least for me, there becomes this additional stress of worrying that it's not gonna happen. And then, even though my eating has become very consistent, more and more so as time progresses, I'll return to like my old habits of overeating or binge eating or emotional eating. And then with that, of course, comes weight gain. And therein lies the, okay, now I have to do this all over again. So we're going to talk about this on the micro level. The idea of doing the work again when it comes to having to lose weight we lost. Because it feels like I have been doing that particular thing again and again and again for now close to 2 years. And I really wanted to do some deeper work on this thought. I don't want to do this again. Fortunately, as I've been having some of these challenges, I've been inspired to go back to the book Loving What Is by Byron Katie. If you haven't read that book, I would Highly recommend it no matter what you're working on, even if you just want to have a better, more peaceful life. Uh, Spoiler alert, I'm actually going to be doing an episode coming up on my top 10 most life changing books of all time, and this would be one of them. So she has this process in her book called Inquiry, where you take a thought, you challenge it by asking four questions, and then you turn it around and see how the opposite might be true. So we're going to take this thought and as I'm going through this, I want you to think about it in your own life. Maybe there's a place where you feel like you don't want to do this work again because you've done it so many times. You just want to move on to bigger, better, more interesting things that are more exciting than this same old age old struggle. So the thought is, I don't want to do this work again. The first question is, is it true? So I asked myself, is it true that I don't want to do this work again? And obviously that is not true for me because I keep continuing to try and figure it out. The next question, in case you might have answered yes to that first question, is can you absolutely be sure that it's true? And the answer to that question, regardless of what it is, is almost always no. And Byron Katie talks way more about this in her book a sub question here is where's the should and this is something i really wanted to talk to talk about with regards to repeating the same work over again so where's the should in this thought or the should not in this case the should or the should not is i should not have to do the same work over and over again and then you start to just get curious about that question than that idea. Is it true that I should not have to do the same work over and over again? And this is where we're gonna talk about this on the micro level. I want you to think about whatever your goal is, whether it is better relationships, better health, improving your finances. No matter what that thing is, you are going to have to do the same work over and over and over again. None of these things are going to be things where you just do them once. Health, for example. I have repeated workouts more than once without batting an eyelash. I've repeated entire programs that I really love without being like, oh, got to go do insanity again. I've already done it once. I don't want to do this again. No, I get excited to go back to old favorites. With nutrition, we're going to have to eat nourishing, nutritious, life-giving meals over and over again. Can you imagine what it would be like if we were like, ugh, I got to eat this thing again. I need to have a new meal every single time I eat. We would like <laughs> exhaust ourselves just in the pursuit of trying to find a new meal to eat every single time. If it's finances. I mean, in an ideal world, we'd only have to pay off some kind of a debt once. But for most people, that is not the case. And this is actually something I think Amanda Francis talks about is like debt isn't always a bad thing. It's just a decision to pay something off over a longer period of time. And when it comes to managing our finances, even if we pay off all our debt and stay debt free, we're still going to have to do certain things. We're probably going to have to keep track of our finances. We are probably going to have to pay off our credit cards if we use them a little bit during the month. We are obviously going to have to go to work or do something to earn money so that we stay in the black. We are forever repeating things over and over again. And to think that we should not have to do that to repeat the work is arguing with reality. And it's in the arguing with reality that's when we suffer. Obviously, for me, when I was thinking about this, I wasn't so much thinking about the day-to-day activities, the eating, the exercising, whatever it was. I was more thinking about having to re-lose the same weight I've lost over and over again. So is it true that I should not have to do that? No, that's not true because I have still have to do that up to this point because I know there's still... A, lessons that need to be learned, growth that needs to happen, and also just more consistency I need to build into certain parts of my life. So that's looking at this on the micro level. And then the other thing you want to do with these thoughts is the turnaround. So the turnaround is the opposite of the original statement. And the turnarounds here would either be, I am willing to do the same work over and over again, or even I look forward to doing the same work over and over again. And then we think about how that could be true for us. And for me, I had to look at it as I found healthy meals that I love because I found them over time. I found other habits that I love to do that I'm happy to do over and over again. I've found Workouts I love that I'm happy to do over and over again. I even find like the silly things like tracking my finances with my color-coded favorite pens to be kind of enjoyable experience. So I'm willing to keep doing those things. And I can also look at it as I look forward to doing the work of re-losing the same weight because I know that there's lessons and growth here and i am willing to keep doing this as many times as it takes because i know that that end result and freeing up all this energy and finally proving to myself that i can do this is going to be worth it so when you think about not wanting to do the work again first ask yourself those original questions and then turn it around and ask yourself what evidence is there that you are not only willing but actually look forward to doing the same work over and over again. And then I also wanted to share a little bit more on the macro level. And this actually was inspired by a talk I had with one of my amazing mentors, Patrick Dominguez. He gave me permission to give him a shout out in this episode. And he is just like one of the most powerful teachers and people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. He was actually on the podcast way back at the beginning. So he was gracious enough to do a healing session for me. He's actually going to use it as a demo in his Inner Coach Mastery resource library so people can see what it looks like to for him to take someone through one of his really powerful healing tools. So I was sharing with Patrick the struggles I was having with my weight and my eating habits. And I listed a whole bunch of different things that could have been sort of the cause of my issues. So I said things like, I feel like I'm putting too much pressure on this goal, which is going to be a story for the next episode. I also talked about having a bit of a limiting belief that I need to effort really hard and maybe not have any dinners out or special events for a couple months in order to break through this particular milestone. And then I talked about how I have this recurring pattern in my past of getting close to a milestone, then doing the thing where I double down my efforts and get stressed out, and then I often snap under the pressure and overindulge. And then sometimes it still turns into that all-out binge, even though this has become farther and farther between, like it happens less and less, which is amazing, but that still is something that does come up from time to time. And he asked me which of those I thought was the most pressing thing to work on. And I said it was probably either my limiting belief around having to work super hard or just the fear that I couldn't actually reach the goal. And he actually challenged me and told me that his intuition told him something different. And he actually suggested that we try working on the binge eating itself. He mentioned that because it's been around for so long, it's a root cause issue. I have been doing this since I was probably six years old I would sneak food out of the pantry I would go hide in my bedroom and just like gorge on it all and like I don't know what I did with the wrappers later. So Patrick had a feeling that if we did transformational work around this challenge itself all of the other things I talked about would become less of an issue or maybe even a non-issue because without this compulsion to overindulge or binge eat reaching the body transformation I wanted would become more natural and easeful anyways. I chose to trust his judgment and drop into the possibility that this was what we should work on. And it was this amazing healing and healing session where so much energy shifted. And I honestly, that was like a week ago and This whole week has been so different than any week I've had in such a long time. I've just felt more inner peace. There hasn't been that same like intensity and pressure around the goal. I'm just more relaxed. And it just from that place becomes easier to just do the action steadily and build up more and more momentum as the days go on. I'm so happy we chose to work on that thing. Even though at first I didn't want to work on that thing, to be honest, and this is where it gets sometimes hard to talk about this stuff, I feel like I've been working on this for so long that I just want to be done with it. So that even when it does come up from time to time, I almost not ignore it because I know it's there, but I look for these other more Fancy, elegant reasons why it's happening. Oh, it's this limiting belief. Oh, I'm putting too much pressure on myself. Instead of just going straight to the root of what's happening. Because I feel like it's more glamorous to work on the higher level limiting beliefs and doing this other work that just feels more glamorous. Because when you've been trying to stop binge eating for two decades, when it comes back from time to time, I don't know about anyone else. But I know for me, I just almost want to pretend it's not a thing, even though sometimes it is still a thing. So I told Patrick afterwards, I hadn't even really thought to work on the binge eating because I'd already done that work so many times. And I'd even had like other amazing practitioners work on this challenge with me as well. And all of them were instrumental in helping me just continuing to get more consistent, more balanced, more healed in this area, area. And then because I've done so much of this work with not only myself personally, but I've had coaches and healers and mentors all help me with it, I actually feel this shame when it comes up sometimes, like I'm dishonoring all of those amazing coaches and mentors who have worked with me so uh, patrick said he hears this all the time and he said that it's important to remember that healing happens in layers and if something happened a long time ago and it's embedded deeply in childhood it's going to take some time to like fully heal from that thing and it might not happen in one two or even five sessions It's going to be this incremental journey. And it's okay to go back and work on the same things. And it doesn't mean that you failed or that the healing didn't take root because sometimes certain patterns still show up again. So I really wanted to share this story, even though I'm not going to lie. It's kind of hard and embarrassing to admit when I struggle and still have these bouts of eating in ways that aren't in alignment with who I want to be. But I share this because if you've ever felt this way, if you felt like I've been working on this pattern or this habit for so long and I've gotten so much help and it's still here sometimes, you have nothing to be ashamed of. You are allowed to heal and evolve in layers the other thing we can do is we can start to see this very differently, which is how I'm looking at it now. What if we took this recurring challenge or this pattern and maybe we saw it as like a university degree or a certification that we are getting from the school of life. So in my example, I have taken myself through or been taken through conquer emotional eating level 100 200 and 300 and now maybe it's time for that level 400 where there's some more advanced practices or some more nuances to figure this out just a little bit more and now i'm getting closer to earning that degree with every exam written or every project tackled so after my own struggles for over two decades I could give you dozens and dozens of reasons why a person struggles with food and weight and eating. And this is both from personal and professional experience. And the reasons are multi level. They are physical, but they're also emotional, mental, and spiritual. And if I need to uncover a dozen more reasons why someone struggles with food and weight, and then get creative about coming up with solutions for these reasons, then I'm game because I know this is how I'm meant to help people and how I'm meant to make a difference in this world. So back to you and your struggle. You have already come so far. Think about all the lessons you've learned over the years when it comes to this pattern or this goal that has to this point eluded you. You've already overcome so much. And as long as you keep going and are willing to do the same work again, just in different ways, just on a higher level, just in a more advanced form, you are going to get there and you are going to continue to progress. So yes, there might be work that you have to do again. But again, there are two ways for you to see this. On the micro level, we have to do all kinds of work daily and regularly for it to continue taking effect. Everything from showering to brushing our teeth, all these things. Can you imagine if we got resentful every time we had to do them again? We would be chronically resentful. So the work on your specific goal or challenge is no different. And then from here. Maybe you want to think about either how you're approaching the work you have to do or the work you're doing and ask yourself if you can make it something you enjoy more or look forward to. And that can be as simple as still choosing healthy moods, healthy foods, which will lead to a healthy mood that are just a little bit outside the box that you're just wanting some variety. For example, I've been doing salads for lunches day in, day out, and finally I was like, I'm feeling like stir fries, and I'm going to make that little swap just for some extra variety. Or it's changing up the workouts you're doing, or the type of meditations. And then sometimes it's just as simple as thinking about it differently. So checking out that book, Loving What Is, and when you have thoughts that are resistance to repeating work, start to challenge those thoughts and see how you can actually look forward to or just become willing to do that work. And then the other way to think about this differently is when an old challenge or pattern resurfaces, what if you applied this school analogy? You're earning a degree. So in this stage of life, what test is life asking you to take? What new skill or perspective or paradigm are you learning at this point in your life? How can you take this learning And integrate it into everything else you've learned so far. If you continue to take this approach, you will graduate, you will earn that degree, and you will get that goal. Have an amazing rest of your day. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you're loving this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a rating and review of this podcast wherever you listen. And maybe even share this episode with a friend or two. And if you want bonus live trainings, challenges, a monthly book club, and a community of other amazing people looking to slay and thrive daily, I would love for you to join our free Facebook community, the Unicorn Thunder Playground. Hope to see you inside.